everyone, and welcome back to Can't Hardly Wait Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 1998 graduation party classic, Can't Hardly Wait, one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. And it's minute 14. If you'll recall, yesterday's minute ended with yearbook girl saying, Denise Fleming, don't... We pick up today with her finishing that line, think you're getting away without signing either. Mm-hmm. And I have it going through... Just take a wild guess which character says the line, Shorty's gonna be lining up to get with me. <laughs> William, love it. Yeah, man, that William. <laughs> Such a card. Um, This first exchange is my is one of the most wild bits of dialogue I've ever read in my life. Seen, heard, thought about. Um, Yearbook Girl says to Denise, why didn't you get your senior portrait taken? And Denise says, specifically to avoid moments like this one, actually. And your book girl says, thanks, you too, go Huntington. Which is, it breaks my brain a little bit. Because a little bit, every single thing about both of their acting is perfect. Uh-huh. And also, like, something happened, I've been hit over the head or something. Like... <laughs> <laughs> And uh, the next time we see Yearbook Girl, is it this minute? Uh, where's um, my all caps? Yes, it is this minute. Okay. Uh, it's the last note I have for this minute. Is the wildest thing that I've never known about this movie. And it's not in the IMDb trivia. It's not Does it have to do with but... a line that Yearbook Girl says? Uh-huh. And the okay. implications therein? Yeah. So we'll get there. Yeah. But first... I have a question that yeah. I could have asked yesterday, but it okay. didn't occur to me until this minute. Okay. So this is graduation day. Yeah. This girl's parents are out of town? Yeah. Do we ever find out why her parents are out of town on the day of her high school graduation? Like, I know that high school graduation may not be the biggest deal in the world to a lot of people, but, like, it seems like a wild time to be out of town not only because like personally i would want to watch my kid graduate high school but also i wouldn't want my child throwing a raucous party right and it's it's (laughs) it feels like they've they've been gone like they're coming back on sunday actually it, it now hold on well there's no excuse for them being out of town unless they left town directly after graduation which is possible i suppose that's possible and uh, spoiler for later in the movie, but it's Wednesday, my dudes. So um, sun- they're, they're going to be back Sunday. Um, I assumed so it she- was Friday night. I don't. I don't know why I assumed that. Probably because the my parents are going to be back on Sunday. Right. Implies that there will be a short amount of time to clean up the mess of this party. Right. Um, which is the implication, but something we hear later nails it as when it when it takes place so okay um then kenny kenny's caravan rolls up um bless his heart (laughs) kenny drives a 1997 gmc suburban k1500 of course he does and then i don't think we ever see mike's truck again so uh, i'm gonna say uh he drives a 1992 ford f-150 regular cab xlt so okay those are the those are the cars that the trivia had um Kenny and his group show up uh, bumping, I think that's what the kids in 1998 said, uh, mm-hmm. a track by Click the Supa Lat- Latin. Supa, S-U-P-A-H, Latin, like okay. 
Um, and the song is called This Is How I Know. Um, so I have to imagine that Matthew Sweet, when picking the songs for the soundtrack, as I understand that he picked every single song, based on his being the music supervisor and not the classical music guy, the score guy, um, I think he was putting a bet on Click the Supa Latin being much bigger than he ever ended up being. Okay. Um, so he uh, was born, in, his family's from Peru, but he was born in Chula Vista, California in 1969. He was raised in Lenox and Hawthorne, California. Then he became a beatboxer and a record producer. He produced the album from which this is taken. Uh, it's the title track, This Is How I Know, in, and he released it in 1997. Um, people who uh, watch movies might remember there is a beatboxer in She's All That. Um, okay. And he, and that is him. So if you're watching She's All That at any point in the future, um, maybe we'll see, you'll see him uh, click okay. the super Latin. Um, he he also appears in deleted scenes of Malibu's Most Wanted, which I believe is a Jamie Kennedy movie. And his his most notable credit is that he recorded beatbox overdubs for the now hip hop classic film Eight Mile. So in that oh. movie, there are some beatboxing uh, rap battles like that okay. are beatboxed too. And apparently, he did the overdubbing for those so that the beatboxing was crisper and um, perhaps better. I'm not sure. Sure. So that is the song they are they are playing. Um, it is called "This Is How I Know" by Click the Super Latin. Um, okay. And then uh, they get out of the car, and Kenny says uh, one of my a, a line that I love uh, that I don't know it hit really hard this time. He said uh, something like, "Let's go, time is honeys." Yep, let's go, boys. Time is honeys, which I love a lot. Um, yes. So uh, then it cuts to. Uh, people putting their car keys in a jar for like a designated driver, don't drive drunk sort of situation. Right. Um, to which someone off screen says, cool, a key party or cool key party, bro. Yes. Um, so just real quick, I looked, I had to look up on Urban Dictionary because uh, searching key parties on Wikipedia just took me to the group sex Wikipedia, Wikipedia page. Sure. Um so uh, the group said sex slash swingers. Yes, uh, that's what I assumed um, they meant with key yeah. party. So it is a couple's party. So I looked on Urban Dictionary. It says it's a couple's party where all of the men put their car keys into a bowl or bag. At, and at the end of the party, the women blindly select a set of keys to determine who she goes home with for the rest of the evening for sexual gratification. Nothing about that sounds fun to me personally. I mean, you'd have to. If I may, the random nature of it really appeals to me. Sure. Okay. Well, okay. Let, <laughs> let me let me rephrase. It's not that nothing about it appeals to me. It's that I wouldn't want to be at a party where I didn't know that I would be comfortable going home with any of the dudes there. Correct. The random have, I mean, nature you, of it is kind of fun, but it would have to yeah. all be people that I know really well and would know that I would yeah. be comfortable with not just like something like this where it's literally everyone right. that i just graduated high school with and right. in a class of 522 people you probably know a hundred of them right and like 
I think I don't think anyone actually thinks that it's a key party. Right. It's just an, the image is being is like being commented on because it's collecting keys, but it's so that yeah people don't drive drunk. Right. Um. Yeah, you'd have to definitely stack the list of potential partners with all people that you were comfortable with, and presumably at least at least be B plus attracted to. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I think my understanding, my my limited knowledge of these parties, which is basically I was aware they existed yeah. and pretty much knew what was in that uh, Wikipedia definition or uh, Urban Dictionary yeah. definition. My yeah. understanding is that they were largely a 70s thing. I'm sure that they I have was, happened that, yep. since then, but I immediately think right. 70s. And I feel like they yes. were fairly small, like four to five couples, not massive right. parties. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was absolutely. more like, let's have a dinner party and I'll go home with someone different. Exactly. That's right. Um, which, like, I think it'd be fun. You'd have to really disguise where you got the idea, but I think it'd be fun to have it like the same selection process for something else. Like this is how we pick bowling partners or, yeah. Or we're all, we're all, we'll all put our, you know, I'll put half of us will put our dice bags in a, in a hat and then the other half of us will pick a dice bag. And then those people have to role play in tandem or something like that. Yeah. Like play an RPG in tandem. Um, something like that. Thank you I think for it's clarifying RPG things. and not just role play because yep. that just takes us right back where we were at the beginning, potentially. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I have two more notes. Okay. The first is no one can go in the fancy room. Yeah, no, no one can go in the fancy room. Did you have a fancy room in your no. house? No, the closest we had yeah. to a fancy room was the living room where my mom's reading chair was. And like, right. you've been in that room. That was just... A room. When I think of your mom, I think of her sitting in that reading chair uh-huh. and me on the couch. Yeah. That's literally my memory. Yeah. <laughs> like That's the closest that we had to a fancy room. And it's because it had like the, I'm going to say nicer sofas, but yeah. it was like the, they were like an off-white color. So like that was the room that we didn't eat right. in. And right. there were a few more like breakable knickknacks and things, but there... it. There right. was also a table that my brother made when he was three out of random scraps of wood he found. And that's what my mom would, it was like next to her chair, kind of tucked back a little bit. So she would like set her book on huh. that. If you didn't know to look for it, you probably wouldn't have noticed it. Um, I can't pull it. I don't think I ever saw it. That's funny. But yeah, it was literally like a piece of like eighth inch plywood. With four yeah. random legs that were roughly the same length and <laughs> about 11 billion nails holding each of those four legs in place. It, right. I mean, it was like what you would expect a three-year-old to me. He might have been a little bit older than that, but because I can't imagine a three-year-old operating an actual hammer and 11 billion nails. But right, it's possible that so- my dad got some of the nails started. And hammering right. them in place was just a thing to keep my brother occupied. I don't know. That reminds me of a Calvin and Hobbes cartoon where um, Calvin has hammered nails into the coffee table. Uh-huh. And his dad walks up and says, what are you doing? And he looks at the at the coffee table with nails. And he's like, is that some sort of trick question? <laughs> 
God, I love Calvin and Hobbes so much. <laughs> uh, okay, now we're at the we're at the the climax of this show, of this episode. Cut back to Yearbook uh-huh. Girl. Um, actually, no, Yearbook Girl walks up to uh to Kenny and his friends and said says Kenny Fisher, uh, sign my yearbook, and he says no thanks, no time. And does he face palm her I away? Think he might. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> if he actually puts his hand on her face or if she's holding up the yearbook and he does it to the yearbook and like pushes the yearbook into her face, but he definitely and and it may not yeah. have been him, it may have been one of his friends. But one of the three right. of them definitely does a face palm like situation. Yeah. Yeah. She is ejected from the from the yes. path. And then she recovers and she says Go hot dogs. Yes. Come on. Where's your school spirit? Go hot dogs. Now. Are they the Huntington High School hot dogs? So I have always assumed that she said go Huntington and just said it so fast and squeaky that I misheard. But the transcript says go hot dogs. And I'm assuming the subtitles. The captions did too. Go hot dogs. Yes, they did. Are they the Huntington High School hot dogs? I think they must be the Huntington High School hot that dogs. Is... Why? Who? Huh? That's a that's a real Bodie McBoatface sort of situation. It yes. feels like like they voted for the hot dogs. Yeah. Because they thought they were voting for like what new lunches, and it nope. It turns out that was the mascot. Yep. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> uh, baffling. Melissa Joan Hart giving a excellent, albeit baffling, performance in this. Uh, in yeah. This minute. I have. Can you imagine when they got their scripts and they all looked at that line and they're like, wait, seriously? And the writers are like, yeah, what? <laughs> what? They're also the directors. So. Yeah. And so they're like, yeah. <laughs> and? Action. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's amazing. Yeah, my note. I love it My so note much. for that was, according to the transcript, your book, so, your book girl says, go hot dogs. But surely that's not right, right? Nope. That's it. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay. Like, it may, if, it, if they're, I know there's, I know it's set in California or whatever, but I wonder if the Huntington, like Huntingdon High School, where Deborah, Deborah, um, Adams or Abrams, the, Abrams. the woman writer of this show, yeah. um, went or well, of this movie went to high school that this is based on. I wonder if there was some sort of like meat packing situation, like yeah. that the hot dogs is a joke about is a joke about that or something like you know the Packers and the Brewers, both Wisconsin teams. Hi Tracy. Um, it's a it's wild that they're named the Packers and the Brewers because it's yeah. meat packers and beer brewers yeah um which is wild but the hot dogs is is not even is not even like well that could be any kind of packer or whatever yeah <laughs> is it 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 makes it doesn't make any more sense for it to have been like the Huntington Dachshunds nope that that I mean. And they and it nope. just got, you know, like slangified into the hot dogs. That doesn't make any more sense because Dachshunds nope. is not a school mascot. Plus, you don't get that alliteration, so yeah. um, it's definitely Huntington High hot dogs. Yeah, 
Man, for okay. some reason. Well, if we ever get to talk to the the writers on the show, um, that's that's question one. Yeah, boy, am I gonna um, ask them about that. So, um, would you mind if I did social media? Please do. We are on Twitter for this show and all future by the minute shows at J E underscore Minute Movies. I can be found on Twitter individually at Unabashed James. And I am at Unabashedly Aaron. Uh, we are part of the Scavengers Network. Uh, you can follow them at, at Scavengers Net. And we are uh, um, one of many, many, many great shows, one of which uh, we'll put an ad for at the end of this episode. Yep. So it's like we always say at the end of every Can't Hardly Wait Minute episode starting now, time is honeys. Go hot dogs! The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Toon Link saw Kirby walking into the kitchen wearing a sleep cap. Kirby, did you steal the microwave? (laughs) Oh, hello there, gentle listener. I didn't hear you there. You caught me reading the longest written work in the English language, The Subspace Emissary's World's Conquest, a Super Smash Brothers fan fiction. But let's set that aside for now. To advertise our podcast. Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Max. And we're the hosts of Fan Ball, a podcast about fandom, their history and culture. The people and things they create. And everything in between. Listen bi-weekly on Wednesdays on the Scavengers Network or wherever you find your podcasts.